0: Hello and welcome to FortiGuard Live. I'm Derek Mankey and joining with me again uh, is my good friend and fellow researcher, Amar Lakhani. How are you doing, Amar?
1: I am doing well, always living the dream.
0: Yeah, it's always good to to, to see your face. Um, we talk every day, right? Um, but it's it's great to do these videos and talk about sort of the latest and greatest updates. Of course, they're always not so great because these are problems we're facing in the industry, but it's good to talk about. And, um, you know, we're we're always seeing uh, new developments, sometimes a lot of new twists on on older themes. And, um, you know, uh, we've been tracking, of course, um, our our outbreaks um, and our outbreak alerts. We've had some big ones in the past, and we're not going to cover those on, on you know, uh, this time, like log4j and the uh, proxy log on bones from last year. But there's been some, some new developments, particularly, um, you know, at the tail end of Q2, uh, noticeably um, Confluence, and also with uh, Folina, right, which was attacking the MSDT uh, service, both of them common theme, again, RCE, remote code execution and wide deployment base, right?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny, like RCEs, Remote Code ex- Execution or Exploits are back. It used to be like a couple of years ago, uh, they were kind of like the the golden ticket for malware. Uh, everyone was trying to achieve that, but you didn't see as many of them. And it's kind of been on the wild. I mean, pretty much every attack that I hear about lately has been some sort of RCE, and that's what attackers want. They want to be able to attack you without having physical access to your location or to your system. Be able to like have you execute code, maybe go to a website, and all of a sudden they have access to everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's um, you know, what we see if you actually go and look at our FortiGuard outbreak alert, we we have um, you know, a real time intelligence and telemetry that shows that attack curve. And what, what we're actually seeing with that is a uh, you know is two initial waves that happen, right? And that's not surprising, but it's interesting to look at the statistics is when we saw the vulnerability actually breaking with confluence as an example, you can literally see two waves as this goes on. And the waves are, uh, you know, we're talking about maybe a two week period, right? So that's a critical time, right? In that two week period. And it's also coincides with, of course, the patches coming out from Microsoft as well.
1: Yeah, you know, um, as you said, anytime there's an attack, uh, there's a little bit of ramp up. Like when you say you hit a wave, that wave is like like increasing, right? Because you see a little bit of ramp up and then all of a sudden you have the floodgates open, everyone's testing it. Uh, I think this is what happens also when you have a lot of people writing proof of concepts or just testing defense solutions. For example, uh, I think most people don't know, but when you have an IPS signature, you need to be able to test that IPS signature to see if it's effective. So you're testing against attack code. And a lot of times you're testing against proof of concept attack code. And uh, when that happens, of course, uh, attackers, script kitties, and everyone else in between are basically taking that and trying to weaponize that, see how far it goes. So um, that's when you have the floodgates open up and then you have things starting to die down because everyone's catching up. And then you sometimes have this second wave that happens where things get mutated, right? I It seems like we're talking about biology more than uh, cybersecurity now that I hear myself out loud, but that's exactly what happens in cybersecurity as well is things get mutated and other things start happening and attackers wanna see if these mutations are more effective. Can they be uh, transmitted more easily?
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. But it's definitely a pattern that we see. So again, good news, bad news. And it's that sort of lesson that we keep on learning. It's that, okay, when one of these attacks happens, we're seeing um, that first initial prominent wave again. It's that sort of SLA that we talk about for patch management, right? Because it's like, it's a whole theme what we talked about before. Cybercriminals are hopping on these quicker, that fresh vulnerability, and we're certainly see, seeing that in the data. That's the bad news, of course. The good news is that mitigation strategy works, right? When these, you know, recommendations to disable services, when Uh, patches come out, we're actually seeing a direct correlation of, again, that wave subsiding, meaning that attackers are starting to shift their focus to something else, right?
1: Yeah, because not only are the mitigation strategies working, but it's also making the attack surface uh, much smaller, because uh, the same um, mitigation strategies are or potentially stopping future attacks as well, making it much more difficult for that that technique to work on other types of attacks. That's really what we saw in the past. For, uh, for example, when we saw malware that was effective, uh, we saw like dozens of variations of that malware using pretty much the same technique. Uh, that's getting harder and harder for the bad guys to do. So now they're switching techniques and you know, even I would say in some cases migrating away from malware and trying to use services or trying to like use RCE to like kind of just remotely take over uh, Windows services or other types of services pre-existing on the operating system.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting. So when we look at uh, how, so that's a a good point. How are they using these RCEs? Um, And again, not surprising, but interesting to see is that there are more you know, from my experience looking at this, with even going back to Log4j, right? It wasn't just about one attack, one binary, you know, one payload that was being put on systems because of of one of these outbreaks, right? There's literally multiple campaigns behind this, and um, we we actually released a blog on this, right? With Felina specifically, we we observed uh, Rosina, uh, which was uh, you know a different type of payload that was being associated uh, with, uh, you know, dropped essentially from uh, that RCE RCE exploit with felina and in that case what was interesting and you can see the details in her blog was um you know the fact that it was using dis- discord right uh to actually propagate um you know the, the the binary and so um that's one of those cases where why why discord right something that's obviously used with gaming and um, you know closed channels uh, but a lot of more of this one-to-one sort of trusted communication um that makes it a good a, a good candidate for attackers to use, right?
1: Yeah, Discord is extremely popular for one to one communication for uh, chat rooms. I know a lot of times like I've uh, like participated in like YouTube live sessions or other types of uh you know, even uh teaching uh you know, classes and uh, you know, we have uh, you know Discord channels running in the background. So extremely extremely popular and a lot of people uh, you know, in certain channels are participating. There's a lot of information that's usually out there with Discord is usually it's pretty common to uh you know, exchange files and links and other types of uh, you know, uh, Potential malware as well. Uh, malware authors uh, obviously see that opportunity, and uh, they're using that as a basically a delivery method, a delivery channel because the opportunity is out there. So, yeah, Rosina's bad uh, bad malware. It also happens to be the name of my aunt, Rosina. But that's that's an
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a small world we live in, isn't it, <laughs> <laughs> so So. Um, you know, the the other thing about this, this sort of theme, like I mentioned this at the start, this sort of old is new, right? We have some of this um, like Discord, something that's been around for a while that is uh, still actively being used, uh, you know, uh, by attackers in, in one form or another. Another blog we released was on GooLoader. This is completely different, right? This is targeted attacked um, on, on a coffee shop in Ukraine that was um, using NSIS, uh, which is a no soft installer installer. You probably remember this because you're, you're old school like me. Right. But no dates back all the way to WinApp, like probably about 20 years ago. Right. From the creation. But it's still being used by, by Mauer today because it is still a common, you know, installer platform. Right.
1: Yeah, I still have uh, the Winamp, uh, like, uh, you know, right when you uh, launched that app, the little saying that they have stuck in my head. So I won't mention it right <laughs> now, but uh, yeah, yeah you're, uh, I was uh, surprised to see that, but uh, not not surprised to see more targeted applications, especially with the tax surface, as I said, you know, getting a little smaller, not surprised to see that attackers are definitely experimenting or specifically targeting, uh, you know, very specific industries or specific businesses for a variety of reasons. I know like some people say, well, coffee shop how valuable is that right well there's a lot of things that could be going on in the background first of all in Ukraine in a war zone uh you know there's uh you know it could be a community gathering spot there's other things that are happening out there and then they could potentially have you know connections and uh you know logging into systems logging into networks it could essentially be a watering hole attack so uh there's a lot of uh, potential opportunity out there and once again we don't know what's going on it could be just an attacker just testing out something as well but uh but we are seeing this kind of shift away from mass attacks and we have been for a while to more targeted attacks and uh getting a little more specific and granular with attacks as well
0: yeah and um you know we were talking about this the other day well we talk about it quite often but it's um you know, uh, still important to show new examples of social engineering, right? This is something you're very familiar with as, as, a, as a red team pen tester, Amar. I know that uh, firsthand, but, you know, the, the you know, social engineering um, is still one of, if not the most effective tactic that we're seeing out there when it comes to trying to, you know, evade security defenses, because even technologies, you know, we've seen this like multi-factor authentication. These are all great technologies that yes mitigate a lot of risk and damage but again in an effective social engineering attack if the user is still following through and authenticating right or or if an endpoint through that social engineering attack is is compromised and further credentials are are, are leaked right or process yeah, i, are and are I know
1: you laugh because a lot of times we've had this discussion offline is like yeah. hey, how did you like finally bypass the system or get access to, to the system and i was like Well, I just asked for it simply. And that's what I'm doing with social engineering attacks is you're just asking for permission. When someone's logged into a system, like if I'm on my PC right now and I'm logged in, there's nothing more for me to do. There's not, I'm already logged in, I have access to that. So if I'm granting someone essentially the same access that I have, that's already logged in where they don't have to input any passwords, um, you know, they have access to the system and as well as they can do anything that my account can do. That's essentially what social engineering attacks are is that you're getting someone to click on a link or run software or uh, reveal information that um, that you already have. They don't have to do any work. There's usually um, the technical component of social engineering. It's not like zero days or anything of that nature. You're essentially saying, hey, give me your password. And you're like, sure, here it is. It's the it's the equivalent of opening up a physical door for someone without a badge and letting them in. It works really well. It's always going to work, and it's not. I, I argue sometimes if it's a security problem to fix because you're going to have access. I mean, why? If you're not going to, you're gonna have zero access. Yeah. Might as well unplug your system, right? You're gonna going to have to have some access, and I think it's more of a training and awareness issue than uh, absolutely same thing. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I agree completely. Uh, training and awareness, and it's that. That's a great analogy. I mean, it's the classic tailgating. Someone's, you know, uh, an employee swiping their RFID card, opening the door, and holding it for someone else to, to tailgate in behind. Now you've introduced a threat into the building, in that case, in a physical security case, or into your network. And yes, there are security guards, there are network inspections, a lot of things, all that stuff we talk about, right, for um, you know, exfiltration and uh, once a uh, you know, uh, payload is, is planted into the network, you know um, what what's the botnet C2 look like from there, and all that sort of stuff can detect it. But in the case of like what we've, recently uh, observed a wipers on the on the, on the the rise and wipers being co- combined with ransomware, again, that initial threat is becoming much bigger <laughs> when it, the damage can already be done, right? Once it's on the network. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so talking about the social engineering, another blog we put out was on uh, travel, uh, travel scams and threats. Again, not a surprise, but as the world is getting back to a lot more frequent uh, travel now. We're not surprisingly again, but and we, we released some examples on this. I'm seeing a lot of uh, social engineering lures. These are the, the broad blanketed ones that are being put out there. Things to watch out for, right? On uh, on hotel uh, hotel booking confirmations or changes, flight itineraries and changes. Again, we're seeing these combined with a lot of the typical rats, right? Remote access Trojans and payloads that we see out there so that they can actually get that foothold in the network, get credentials launched further social engineering targeted, you know, spear phishing attacks, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things with travel that's that's a little different is a lot of travel these days is, um, you know, recreational travel, not business travel. And when you have recreational travel, you do have this tendency, at least for some people, to not be as loyal. They will look for deals, right? They'll go to a variety of different websites. They'll look at a variety of different um, deals that are out there. And uh, so you have less loyalty, which means there's more opportunity for attackers to, you know, kind of go under the radar and do some sort of attack, whether it's through a phishing attack or whether it's, uh, you know, for some social other social engineering attack. So they have an opportunity to exploit a system with malware. Yeah,
0: remote. yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, this is something that is a, a, a social engineering is one of the constants out there in cyberspace that we see all the time. And that's never going to go away, like you said. So I think absolutely it's a it's a training and awareness uh, issue. Um, that's why we talk about it a lot. Um, that's why we release these blogs on that. Um, and we'll continue to do that. Um, so. If you want to find out more details on the the outbreaks, you can check that on our FortiGuard outbreak alert page. Uh, You can also check out all the details on or on uh, Felina and Rosina, and all these things that we talked about on blog.fortinet.com, quite often under our threat research category. Omar, thanks for all all your work behind the scenes, uh, for doing what you do, really appreciate it. Thanks for joining me today. This is Derek Mankey with FortiGuard Live, signing off.